That was great, Steve. Wow, that was clear, clear, clear. Okay, that great chart he mentioned, it's in your booklet. Um, I'm going to go a little more further into it a little bit. But at the time, pull it out, and, and we have on this chart various points here that represent potential rapture times. But, oh, oh, good. Oh, yeah, it looks good from this side. <laughs> okay, good, you can see it. But um, we're going to cover that in a little bit more. But my subject is called the Day of the Lord, and the Lord gave me some really cool things about the Day of the Lord. There's a ton of scriptures, which I'm not going to read, a lot of them. But um, before I do, I want to tell you about my own Day of the Lord experience, which was a day in my life when I was about eight or nine years old. And I had been raised Catholic, and I went to Catholic schools, and I knew who Jesus was. And I was visiting my grandma, and she had a bookcase with a lot of books, and I was a reader, and I was a kind of kid that would read the last chapter to see if the book was worth reading. <laughs> and um, because if the last chapter was really good, the rest of the book would be really good. That was my attitude. So I'm in my grandma's basement, and there's this bookshelf, and there's a Bible. Now, the funny thing was, is having been in a Christian school, the Catholics didn't really put the Bible in front of you. They had their own little stuff that was a, like a mini Bible in many ways. And um, so I knew the word of the Lord to a very small degree that a seven or eight-year-old could, could know. So I opened up this Bible. It was the first time I had a Bible in my hand. And true to form, I went to the last chapter or last book of the Bible. And I was reading, I, what the heck is this? I mean, it just, what is this? It didn't make any sense. But then all of a sudden, somehow me, I began to see Jesus in it. And it's like my chart was one, and, and thanks to Steve too, the most important thing is Jesus. And all the other stuff is so secondary. So when I put this chart together, those gold stars up at the top, that's where Jesus appears in the book of Revelation. And he shines, and he shines. And the key is, is you know, it's going to be dark days. We look to the light. And each one of us have our unique relationship with Jesus in our own particular day. Um, the funny thing about it, after having been raised Catholic and in, in Christian schools, um, by the time I was 13... Guess who got hold of me? That old devil. And I turned rebellious. And it was like, I just, I remember making decisions very deliberately. Yeah, but I'm still going to do, you know, and I did. And um, brought great grief to my parents because Christian schools aren't cheap. And there were eight of us kids in the family. Um, so it was real privilege that I was getting that education. And I just went, Patui, I don't need this. I'm going to do it my way. And God, you know, it's like a rubber band. You're allowed to stretch it just so far. And then, bam, it's no longer there. And that happened to me on New Year's Eve going into uh, the year 1971. I lived in San Francisco, and I was single, and I was um, oh, just having a good old time. 
Haight-Ashbury. I was invited to a New Year's Eve party, so you can picture that in your mind. And I had a blind date that night. And uh, he was about six feet tall. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> However, um, it was a big crowded party, and everybody's sitting everywhere. There's just not many chairs. Most people are on the floor. And I was on the floor, and all of a sudden I went, where's the guy I came with, and what was his name? You know, it's like, whoa, where is he? <laughs> so I began to look around, and I saw him, and he was like way over there, and there's like 20 people sitting around him. I thought, that's weird. And I went over and sat down quietly. I didn't really know the guy, and he's talking about Jesus at a drug party in Haight-Ashbury on New Year's Eve. And I got saved so saved that not one day of my life have I discarded that salvation since then. And the first thing I did, I had to be, I was Catholic. I mean, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know Protestants. I knew they existed, but <laughs> the Catholics had all the answers. So, so the first thing I did was went to confession. And this is part of end times, really, because we all have these end time moments that you make a decision this way or that way. I went to confession in this little French Catholic church in downtown San Francisco. And um, I got in there and I went, oh my gosh, I can't remember what to say except my sins. <laughs> so I told the guy that, the, pa the priest. And um, he said, well, my dear, um, um, are you telling me the truth? And I said, yes, I'm sorry for these sins. You know, I'm not going to, I'm changing. And he said, well... I could tell you this and that. He said, but, and this is broken French, mind you. He says, just go down to the front of the church and kneel down and tell Jesus what you just told me. I said, whoa, this is out of the box, you know, and I did that. And the Lord heard me. And the stuff that was hanging on my life, he took it away. And it was like it was not a difficult choice to let go of the things that were pulling me away from Jesus. And from that day forward, New Year's, I'll say New Year's Day, actually. Actually, the confession didn't happen till the church was open on a Saturday for confessions. But nevertheless, the day of the Lord, there's, the Bible tells a whole lot, but you have a day of the Lord in your life. And that's when you entered into the kingdom. And that day is etched in history forever into eternity. So, to me, that was pretty important, and I wanted to set that as, as the foundation of the stuff I'm going to be sharing throughout the day because I'm not a Johnny-come-lately, and I take the word of the Lord extremely seriously. If I have a question about it, I pursue it till I get an answer that brings satisfaction. I don't push it aside and say, eh, it doesn't matter. To me, every word of God is the truth, and it's life. And if you don't understand it, go, go ask somebody. Go make known your difficulty because that's what the body of Christ does. We bind up each other's wounds. And the day of the Lord starts afresh each new day to go to the furthest point you can in him. Because when he's picking his bride, he wants you ready. <laughs> he does. Otherwise, guess what? By the way, side, of, side thing. This past year, I a used bookstore somewhere, I found a book called In the Twinkling of an Eye. I forget the name of the author. It was written like 1900. 
and it was a story of the rapture. It was just, you know, not a real, not a real thing, but this guy's, uh, what he wrote. And it was the most fascinating story of, he didn't get raptured. He was left behind in this story. And it was how it affected the people that were left behind and how they knew that they knew that the person that was taken deserved to go to Jesus. It was evident because there was always, when you got a, an unbelieving relationship, the, the unbeliever and the believer have this angst between them. So the ones that were left behind knew why they were left behind. And so the, the mercy of God is during that transition time, there's two parts to the rapture. It's called uh, mid, um, you know, <laughs> dang. There is the beginning of sorrows, there's the great tribulation, and then there's the day of the Lord. But the, the first three and a half years, um, there's a lot of people whose spouses or children were raptured, and they're left with, oh, my gosh, they were right. And God so loves each one of his creation, and he's yearning for that moment in time when hearts will be made soft and they want to be with Jesus. So there is salvation in the first half of the tribulation. The second half, there's none. So your day of the Lord is today. Every day is a day of the Lord. But the big one that Steve's already referenced, it's not like Christmas Day. That's Christ's day, so to speak. But um, it's not going to be a cheery holiday. It's not even going to be festive. It's going to be an absolute time of judgment, and it's going to be dark. And the Lord's going to pour out upon the rebellious world so that when Jesus returns in triumph, he can set up his kingdom with no opposition. And that day of the Lord is not the same as the Great Tribulation, although it will coincide with that period. But the day of the Lord ends with a happy ending. He comes back, and he is our King of kings and Lord of lords. And um, he'll turn our swords into plowshares, and he'll... Uh, he turns our spears into pruning hooks, he creates a situation where everybody is ready to go, yes, Lord, I'm yours. Receive me. So I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 2. If you've got it, if not, I'm just going to start reading it. Uh, for you, Jesus, have forsaken your people, the house of Jacob, because they are filled with eastern ways, or they've received the lies um, that aren't part of the culture of what God's trying to put into the Jewish people. They are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they are pleased with the children of foreigners, which means they're not staying true to who God called them to be. Verse 7, their land is also full of silver and gold, and there is no end to their treasures. Their land is also full of horses, and there's no end to their chariots. Their land is also full of idols, they worship the work of their own hands. That which their own fingers have made, people bow down, and each man humbles himself to their own things. Therefore, do not forgive them. Enter into the rock, Jesus, and hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled, 
the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall come upon everything proud and lofty, everything upon everything lifted up, and it shall be brought low. The loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. So whatever little kingdom we've been building for ourselves will be demolished. If you're still hanging around on the earth at this point in time, and people will be, they'll still be building their kingdoms and their mansions and buying their new cars and the accumulation of stuff to make them feel like they're bigger and better than anybody else. Being short, it's hard for me to feel bigger <laughs> and better because this is how God made me. So I work with, how, with what he's given me, and I can see him as clearly as someone who's seven feet tall. And it's like, that's God's mercy and that's God's grace. I have a grandson who's only 15, who's six foot two, and it's like, that's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair, Lord, but it is fair because he tailor makes each of our lives so that we will shine his glory in that day of the Lord. And, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I have it so much worse than the next person. Uh-uh. You've got it absolutely perfect because he knows your inside from the outside. And I, I think of relatives, for instance, that aren't saved. Out of eight siblings, seven siblings, Half of us are saved, and they all got saved after I got saved, and I thank the Lord for that. But the ones that still aren't saved, it's like, come on, God, we got to finish this job. You know, the party's not over with yet. Thankfully, we still have time. But um, Isaiah was writing to the nation of Israel, but the principles that were described really apply to the modern world, too. And we see our neighbors, even our loved ones, consumed with the woke philosophy of today. I don't know if any of you have been impacted by that, but particularly with our kids that are in junior high and high school, they're being inundated with it. And as parents and grandparents, it behooves us to break that, to break it in the name of Jesus Christ, because it is sinful lifestyle behaviors that they will be left behind if they embrace it. And so it's our responsibility to pick up that sword and my grandma, who didn't believe, I didn't know that at the time. She, she wasn't Catholic, so she couldn't have been a believer, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, anyways, where was I? So the, the things that we see around us, the occult practices, sexual perversion, particularly this new transgender thing, which... You know, I don't know, does anybody have proof that it's actually happening um, where they're creating transhumanism? Okay, that, I was afraid of that. I don't personally, but I, I sensed in my spirit that it's already upon us. So how do you fight against that except with the power of God? There's no logic. There's no reason. No goodness can come out of it. The Lord will never be exalted. And, and they look like human beings, but do they have a spirit and a soul? You know, this is the day of, we are entering into the day of the Lord where it's going to be dark, 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 dark. Very little. The things, when I was a kid that were like the height of my life, which I didn't do as a kid, but Disneyland. I mean, it's like, wow, oh, it's such a fun day. 
But now as an adult, and I I'm not going to take my kids there because what's being sent out into the earth is a perversion that no child should have to be excused, uh, exposed to it. And the other thing is the material prosperity. Historically, um, people have pursued it, and it's oftentimes made them very selfish. We have some good philanthropists who are genuine and honest, but if you look at the richest people on the face of the earth today, and we did one of the, this a whole session in the, one of the Roots classes, we named off 10 different <laughs> oligarchs, if you will. And I mean, the money that they make is like, you cover the earth with dollar bills and you wouldn't even be able to completely, it's amazing how much money they have and what they're doing with it. But um, they're consumed oftentimes with evil intentions. Uh, we've talked, you know, people have discussed that regarding COVID and other evil things that are going on in the earth, things that we aren't even aware of, but the Lord knows. I personally feel as long as I keep the Lord in front of my face, he's going to allow me to see through the darkness and I don't have to stumble into the darkness and that he will, he will give each one of us the ability to see the truth where truth resides and where we just see a little seed of the truth in this day of the Lord, we can water it. We can cause it to grow. Sometimes it needs pruning, but that's our responsibility. And if we don't do it, we're like, it's your job, God. I don't have to worry about them. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And particularly those of our own families. We can't just write off someone and say, well, I've been praying for them for 13 years, and they still won't accept Jesus. I can pray for my brother. He's 78 years old. He still hasn't accepted Jesus, and he was an altar boy. <laughs> he should have been saved, but he won't. And every time I bring it up, it's like, uh, come on, Kathy, I don't want to talk about that. So my sister gets on. Oh, that's what Kathy always says. Why don't you just stop? Let me be who I am. And I, I say, Don, you don't want to go where you're headed. I love you too much for you to have to suffer what's written about in the Bible for those that won't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This is, this is our day of the Lord. This is what we're in. There's another day of, of the Lord, part of the whole day, is when the judgments come upon the earth. And I'm not going to enumerate those at the moment because this chart does a really good job of it. Um, I, I made this in 2012. And at the time I made it, the yellow right here, at that point in time I was a mid-tribber, which means like the the the... Tribulation was well in, in it, was, it was underway big time. And I thought, wait a minute, that's not what the Lord has for his bride. Would a, would a, a husband wish evil or, or determine evil upon his bride? Even if in natural, if he hated his bride, there's not that much murder of husbands and wives. It happens, but generally speaking, they'll get rid of her rather than, than uh, kill her. Just find ways to do other ways to get out of the marriage. But the Lord is so intent on drawing all of his creation into his arms. The Bible says he loves us with an everlasting love. 
Have you ever tested that? When I got saved, the night I got saved, I wasn't stoned and I wasn't drunk. I was clear. And the, the, my blind date said, Jesus loves each one of you so much. And he gave the full thing, that he gave up his own son to die for you so that you could have eternal life with him. And the day of the Lord is really, this is me speaking, this isn't what the Bible says, but our life is a day in the Lord of Jesus Christ. And how we give him back our life is how we get judged. If we go up in the rapture, if we have to get spanked pretty hard for a season of our life through the, uh, the pre-trib situation, that's what this is all about. Think about raising your kids. Am I done? I got three. Thank you. I think about how I was raised with uh, eight children in the family. I was near the top, oldest girl. And in those days, parents used to spank their kids. These days, you can be thrown in jail if you spank your kid, if the kid reports you. And the discipline and the training have gone out the window. Um, I have some grandkids now that have recently entered into public high school. And uh, my daughter had to sign off certain papers in order for him to be enrolled there. And it's like, why are you doing this? Well, my parents put me through Catholic school to the ninth grade when I just totally rebelled. And I have looked back on that and thought, how could they have done that with so many kids? And all of us went through at least the sixth grade. I thought, it's a responsibility of us as parents and grandparents. The day that we're putting forth in front of our children and grandchildren we need to reclaim the light. We have to make the light shine and, and dispel the darkness and do whatever it takes to cause this next generation because the rapture is coming. And kids can be left behind because there could be such rebellion in their hearts. So it's our responsibility to cover these kids in this part of the day of the Lord. Any questions? Oh, wow, really? That's amazing. Okay. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question. I was once a Catholic too. And of course, uh, my prayer is that God will also save my family. Now I know that when God will come to rapture us, I know that I will be with him. But how about my family? I have been praying, I have been praying. So they're still Catholic, and I know uh, the mistake that I have done before, it was corrected when I know Jesus. So that's what my concern right now is my family, how, how I am going to help them to be saved by, by the Lord. But of course, I don't have that kind of power. Good question. Um... The answer that comes to my mind is something the Lord showed me the past couple of weeks with the disabilities within my own family and with Mac being sick and I had a broken leg and broken rib and different things were going on. And I, I was in such torment psychologically, mentally and physically. And I said, Lord, what is this? Why, why have you brought me so low? And he said to me, 
It was my left side. I shared this with Glenn. I don't know if, yeah. It was my left side that was damaged, which is your body, which is, in a way, your family. Okay, this is my answer. And he said to me, Kathy, my right arm is the arm of authority, the hand of authority, and I am taking you, and I'm holding your body. And, and I just had this sense, here's Jesus, here's me being held, and I just felt this power go through my left side, and it was like his, his authority and power covered me, and my blood was being transfused, and he said something like, I hold you closer. We share the same body. And so when I think, like I mentioned my brother, I'm, I'm in my prayer life for I'm holding him with God's right hand. And by faith, sometimes you don't see what goes on in people's hearts, but I just believe that there's power in prayer. And a lot of people don't know how to express, oh, I got Jesus yesterday. You know, I didn't run around on January 2nd and tell everyone I worked with, I got saved yesterday. I didn't, I didn't do that. I held it. And so sometimes the people that are most resistant or seem like the least likely to accept the Lord, you just don't know what's doing. And so we just keep pressing in, and the Lord gives us faith for it. Wayward kids are probably the most heartbreaking of all. Um, every family deals with it at different levels, but when you think you're losing your kid to the Satan's ways, it's like it just grips you, and it's, God, will they ever get saved? What, what can I say? What can I do? Blah, 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 blah. And, you, and there's nothing you can do except continue to intercede and believe God that his word is true. And I say that because I was one of those recalcitrant ones. He was like, shut up. You know, I was not interested in following the rules. And my parents were not like intercessors, but they were faithful in, their, in what they knew to do. And I'm sure a prayer went up occasionally, but um, it didn't seem to make a dent until, bam, that night God got me. And I didn't call my parents right away. It was like, okay, whoa, what just happened? And, and it's still happening. So don't stop praying. Just keep holding them and just picture... Jesus holding them because, you know what? He put out his arms to hold everybody. Okay? So have faith in that. Anything else real quick? Okay. okay. Kathy, very good job. Thank you. Very good job. Very good job. Don't, don't be afraid to look at this chart in your free time and mark it up, you know, because... Your thinking might be different than mine. My thinking on mid-trip changed to pre-trip, and that was, that was a many-year-long battle because when I made this, I was pre-trip. That was 10 years ago. I only became pre-trip pretty recently. 